Yo, what is going on, beautiful people? Uh, as always, thank y'all for coming back, listening to us. Welcome to the Respect the Game podcast. I am Edward, named after a great man, that being my father. You already know. Please start what you're doing. Tell somebody else to also do it. Make sure you're following at Emacs Stats for all your up-to-date sports coverage, whether that's high school, whether that's college, whether that's professionals. Uh, the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, we got you. Track, tennis, lacrosse. Uh, if hopscotch is a sport, I'm covering that too. Uh, so make sure you're following me to get all your up-to-date sports coverage. And as always, yes, I know I am somebody, but I am nothing. And I am Nate Thank you without my brothers on the podcast. So y'all fellas, introduce yourself to the people. You already know what it is. This is the host of Talking Smoke and the co-host of Respect the Game podcast, Black Peace, you know, giving that original spit. You know how we do it over here. You know, I'm real short and sweet. So I'm going to sneak it down to Coach Johnson, man. Go ahead and kick some, kick some knowledge for us. What's up, everybody? It's Coach Johnson here. I am here to bring the knowledge. I am the husband of Jordan, the father of Harper and Deuce, and here to bring you the knowledge and the controversy. Take it away, brother. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. I am the one and only Sedacious Xavier Miles, and on behalf of me and the brothers, I'd like to say thank you so much for watching the podcast. Please continue to tune in. We love you, and we thank you so much. Take it away, Edward. Yo, no, uh, what Sedacious said is not to be taken lightly. Um, shout out to one of I our- say it every week. He does say it every weekend, and he means it wholeheartedly, as we all do every time he says it. Uh, Thank you to all our listeners. Uh, shout out to uh, a real, uh, since the beginning, uh, listener of the podcast, uh, Joel. Uh, you can follow him uh, at IOW Sports. In other words, sports. Uh, he reached out to me. He let me know. He took our recommendations when we were uh, talk, giving out the audience, giving them books. We recommended books for them to read. And he hit me up today, let me know he had grabbed the Kobe book. And so, uh, yeah, man. Uh, if you didn't catch that episode when we was recommending good music and good books for you to start off your 2021, make sure you go back and check that out. Uh, Joel, thank you again for listening to the podcast. Appreciate you taking those recommendations, Claire. Uh, we don't take your uh, listening ears for granted. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, Just like very- that. If they're not shouting you out, sorry to cut you off, Edward. But if whoever you watch this podcast is not showing you love on they shit, you need, to, you need to clearly stop watching them. They need to cut them off. Straight cut him off, Claire. Get you some talking smoke in your life. True. Big facts. Yeah, I'd be I'd be still in there from two chains, but I gotta like find like my own true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh but nah man, a very special episode. Uh for the simple fact, this is Super Bowl week, right? And uh I know y'all probably love us arguing and bickering about who's the gold or who fault is this or who deserves <laughs> what amount of blame. Uh special episode simply because we got Coach Johnson. Um we, we figured one day he was gonna come in handy on the show. <laughs> so uh he's gonna break down the plays, he's gonna break down some key plays that you that you should be on the lookout for uh in this upcoming uh, Super Bowl as the Chiefs get ready to take on the Buccaneers. So uh, make sure you, uh, if you're listening to this in your car or radio or whatever, however, if you're listening to this uh, simply through uh, audio, make sure you take out some time to uh, go to YouTube and uh, check out the plays that we're going to have on this episode as uh, Coach Johnson breaks them down. Re- going to be greatly in detail 
uh, is going to help you uh, learn more about the game and, above all, continue to respect the game. Yo, so, uh, but before we get to that, man, uh, I got a, a real good friend, man, that uh, I've been growing up with. And the cool thing, I don't know if y'all have people like this in y'all life, but, like, ironically, me and this uh, friend of mine, like, our lives, like, seem to, like, always be, like, at the same, like, level whatever reason like whenever he's going through something like I had the advice to be like oh bro like God just testing me in that area and vice versa if I'm dealing with something he either just got through it or he going through it simultaneously so we kind of able to like lean on each other and, like pick each other up like going through our go through and our struggles and you know just challenges in life and uh uh I hate uh I mean, I wouldn't have aired it without his consent, but like, I hate I didn't record the conversation uh, that me and him had. This is a great conversation. And so um, we was just catching up with each other and he had told me uh, that, well, he was he, had, he got a good job, right? Has a decent paying job, but like the hours of the job were kind of like bringing like a great deal of stress on him. And not only that, you got four girls, four daughters, and he getting ready to get married. And, uh, like, the job is kind of just, like, bringing on, like, so much stress to the point where he's kind of just in this position and, like, feeling like feeling like he really needs to go. But logically, like, in his spirit, he feel like he needs to leave and just take a break and, like, kind of just, like, trust that God going to make a way. But, like, logically, it's just, like, I got a fiancé, I got a mortgage, I got four girls, four daughters, and I'm trying to save up for a wedding. Leaving my job, no matter how much I may feel that in my spirit to do, <laughs> that shit don't add up. And so, um, and so he was just like expressing it to me. And uh, I didn't have advice on like what to do as a, uh, as a man who had like four children and leaving his job. And like, you know, sometimes you think you can like imagine how people are doing. And I've tried to be like conscious of more recently to like, not just assume like telling somebody, oh man, you got it, hang in there. Or God got you like, it's like supposed to be like the saving grace and like rid away their problems. But um, I know there's a million dudes out there in the world uh, probably like been through or currently going through or like what he's going through right now. And just in mean, this conversation, one of the stories that I had shared with him was just in terms and just in terms of like feeling like God is like telling you to do something, but like it doesn't like logically make sense to you. Life logically makes sense for you to do it because it just doesn't add up in your mind. Um was a situation where uh at the time, like you know, like my uh younger brother, he was going through some things in life at the time. And uh, ran, ran away from home. And so uh, at the time he had did it, I was kind of just like, ah, growing pains. He's going through whatever he's going through. Like, streets are chewing up. He'll be back. He'll all right. That's just, you know, that's just what it's going to be. But over the course of time, you know, he hadn't came home yet. So I was just like, all right, thugging out in the streets, really letting his nuts hang. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, um, so me personally, just in my spirit, like I had begun to get like very, very like worried. Like I, wherever he at, I know he ain't doing as best he could be doing. Like if he was at home or whatever. Um, and he had, his, I mean, he had, you know, like I said, he was going through some things that kind of just made him feel like he just needed to not be at home or for whatever reason. And so, so I, I had, you know, simple prayer. I was just like, man, God, like show me where my brother at. Like, I like, I need to get him home. And um, 
it was a Tuesday morning. I was outside early in the morning. Uh, garbage man had just passed or whatever. And I don't necessarily remember when I had prayed that prayer, but shortly after, uh, you know, it was Tuesday morning. I was taking out the trash, uh, bringing in my uh, trash can at my house. And like some of my spirit was just like, yo, like go down the block, like bring in, bring in all your neighbor's trash cans. And I was just like, what? Didn't make sense to me. Shit sounds stupid as hell <laughs> in my mind at the time. And as I'm as I'm trying to process that, I'm like, no, that's crazy. If I do do that, folk probably catch me on the side of the house thinking I'm trying to steal. Like I ain't trying to go out like that. Like it just didn't make sense to me. So no matter, <laughs> so no matter how much I tried to logically make up in my mind why I shouldn't have done that, I still really couldn't shake it in my spirit that like that was like to do it right so i kind of just was just like unsure scared timid or whatever i was just like i do the neighbors i know first <laughs> and so uh so i ended up bringing in all the trash cans like on my block and i got to maybe like like the last one or whatever and it happened to be the trash can of a neighbor i knew she just so happened to be out to be outside at this time. I'm bringing in her trash can. Mind you, obviously my prayer was at the time, like God, like show me where my brother is. Get to this last trash can. This lady just so happened to be outside. She's like, oh, what's going on? I'm like, oh, no much, no much. Your brother came home yet? I was like, nah, he ain't came home. I don't really know where it is. Man, that boy be up there at the school, da 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 in the buses at night, da 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 I was just like, well, I'll be goddamn. <laughs> I was just like trash cans, like trash cans. Are you are you kidding me, dude? Trash like, cans. Like, are you come on, like really, trash cans. trash cans, my nigga? Really, trash cans. Trash cans. Um, <laughs> you know, trash cans, man. My brother was not in those buses that I got led to, but nonetheless, uh, God still showed me that, yo. I'll lead you, even though it don't make sense. They say he'll make a rock cry out. They say he'll make a rock cry out. Stop playing with him. Don't make him get in his bag. And so I had shared this story with my boy just from the perspective, like, yo, bro, like, I ain't going to lie. And they're like, I can relate to know what it looks like to, like, look your kids and I'm look your kids in the face and be like, ah, daddy needs to take a break or, like, da da da. Oh, I'm taking this stuff. Like, I didn't, I didn't want to try to act like I had the words for that. But I shared him my story from the perspective that, like, yo, bro, if you feel like God is telling you to, like, move despite your daughters, despite you trying to save her for your wedding that's in the near future, if you feel like God is telling you to do that, move and trash like cans. Even though it don't make sense in your mind, bro, if you feel like that's in your spirit to lead that job, it may not make sense in your mind, but if God is telling you to do it, my brother, I promise you, his track record is proven. He's not going to let you down. So it's probably some job on the other end of you taking that step of faith to leave that job. And so... um, So you go to theology school and get your license and start your church so we can start following you? Huh? You go to theology school and get your license and start preaching and start a church so we can start following you? What are you talking about me? Yeah. I mean, this is crazy. You going to bring the word like that. You gonna bring the word like that? Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, this this the podcast, this the church right here off the podcast, oh, man. So like, I had shared that story with him, man, and I, I don't know what his decision is gonna be down the road, but whatever it is, you know, 
uh, I look forward down the road to like bringing them on, like talk about it. So, like I say, man, I'm pretty sure there's a million other dudes in his shoes out here in this world, whether you white, black, Puerto Rican, or Asian, that you know may need to hear that or may be in the same uh, situation. And I just felt that, like, I just felt that it was a responsibility to like share his story to like hopefully help others. And uh, one of the scriptures and talking about and talking about just how I think and doesn't always add up to his thinking. But at the end of the day, like we know he's going to come through in the clutches, you know, Isaiah 55 and nine, as the heavens are higher than the earth. So, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, I mean, like to anybody out there, whatever your situation may be, it may not make sense of God telling you to do X, Y, Z, but Trust, trust and believe that if he told you to do it, he's definitely and truly going to bring you through. Uh, and the other scripture, would, which would be uh, Proverbs 21 and 30. No human, no human wisdom or understanding or plan can stand against the Lord. So get out of your head. If the Lord is telling you to move, even though it may not add up in your head, trust me, God, I already got it added up with his own mouth. Your mouth is not his mouth. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. I like it. I like it. Can I, I just want to, I want to add uh, one quick thing there, uh, Edward. Um, uh, for any uh, any of the fellas out there or, or the ladies that are having a similar situation, um, uh, just uh, uh, if you if you're like, hey, look, I can't I can't step out on faith like that. I, my faith ain't that big to, to step out on it like that. Um, a, a practical, a practical way that you can, if God is telling you to move, that you can move with some at the pace that that's okay for you. Um, you know, in that situation, hey, what's the bare minimum I need to make in order to survive each month? I said, that's all you, you get that number. Okay, that's the word. How can I? How can I figure out a way to supplement what I'm making right now to get that amount? So that I can leave, right? So, matter of that, it's driving over, selling stuff online, uh, 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 delivering pieces, uh, DoorDash, whatever, da da da. Um, you know, to to get to that number while you're off, um, and or, or very close to it while you're off, uh, then that can that can help you to have you know something in the intermediate time. Um, while you're looking for whatever the thing is that uh, God has you going next to, so um, just a small little practical step you can take as you as you're getting ready to move. And the church said, "Amen." <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so, so, so sidebar. What's bracket, everybody? You know what I'm saying? What's going on, man? Well, well, we're we're so always so always That's what we was waiting for. I saw it, bar. You get it all. Pause. Uh, get it up. Get it up. <laughs> now, you, you give, every, give everybody the whole shebang that we missed at the beginning of the show. Oh, my God. This is Shine Hard Izzo, charismatic hood, excellent at its fucking finest. But you knew this already, though, because you told me and I know it. Right? Exactly. Take it away. Take it well, yeah, <laughs> so, so we, uh, we, we have full strength. Sean Hart Izzo is coming to the building and definitely uh probably brighten up your screen. Uh, that's why he shines hard. All right, so listen <laughs> to this man. He had not lied to y'all yet. <laughs> <laughs>
Coming from work, too. He working hard. Coming from work. Man, come on, man. Working hard as hell. All right, you notice when he said shit? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Uh, So, making our way down the... Uh, making our way downtown. Walking fast, but not... Uh, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> oh, no. no. <laughs> well, you started something. I mean, come on now. No, nah, man, let's stay on track. Hey, I like that uh, get, get into the NBA, man. Um, we're going to let uh, – I know Darnell has a whole bunch of topics and a lot of stuff he's been seeing in the league. Uh, actually, also, like, going on, uh, Fred Van Fleet just dropped a 50 ball. But before we get to his 50 ball – What? Against the Orlando Magic. Quick, dis- quick disclaimer. My, one of my best friends, man, I'm going to give him a shout-out on the podcast, man. Shout-out my boy D-Rock, so my boy Darrell Green. Overseas Hooper, um, they actually went to Wichita State together and were roommates. My best friend was roommates with Fred Van Fleet. Um, so quite literally, man, like when his birthday came around, man, you know, Fred hit him up, asked him for his cash up, man. Shout out to Fred, man. He just got a big contract too. My boy balling like for real now. Yeah, I ain't gonna count his pocket <laughs> that is public information. Yeah, I wanna yeah. see how much he signed for. Y'all go look that up on y'all own time. But yeah. Oh, and, and a, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Fred Van Fleet definitely did go undrafted. Am I yes, correct? he was a he was an undrafted okay, yeah. agent, correct. Yeah, yeah. He, so yeah, he, he came he, out of Wichita he, State. Um he was not drafted. He was not drafted, but as you can right. see, it is not a testament to where you start. It is definitely about, you know, how you finish and where you're going, man. So, man, Fred Van Fleet is the epitome of hard work and talent when the, you know, when the light shines on you and you get your opportunity to, you know, showcase what you can do and who you can be. Man, he is a living, living, breathing testament of, you know, hard work definitely pays off. But I said all of that to say, we know somebody who liked in with Fred, man, so we might have to get bro on the podcast, just maybe. In due time, baby. In due time. time. Fred Van Fleet will definitely. And my uh, my quarterback in high school. Shout out to Matt Davis, who also has a podcast, the South Podcast. He actually went to school with Alex Caruso. He was a backup for uh, my quarterback was backup for Johnny Manziel for a little while before he transferred to SMU. Um, He's real close with Alex Caruso. Potentially, they might try to get him on that podcast. And once they do that, we're going to try to steal him and try to get him on ours for a little second. Yes, so if he could complete that mission, we, we we won't be far behind. I'll definitely be on his heels about it. So um, we're going to speak into existence in 2021, man. Maybe, possibly, potentially, preferably. <laughs> Sean Hart is always back, ladies and gentlemen. Hard. Yes, Lord. So getting to the NBA, right? Uh I want to shout out Dennis Smith Jr. I think a lot of people uh, place a negative uh, connotation on like going to the G League. Most players in the NBA, when they get sent to the G League, it is a lot of times not by choice. Uh, the team decides, yo, we're trying to do whatever we're trying to do. We're trying to develop you slow. We're trying to like save on money and bring in somebody else on the roster, however they want to go about it. Uh, but Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, was the uh, ninth overall draft pick in 2017. So he was a lottery pick going to the uh, Dallas Mavericks uh, that very following year, the Dallas Mavericks ended up getting uh, Luka. We know how much of a superstar Luka Donkovich is uh, becoming. Uh, so when that happened, they shipped, uh, they traded off uh, Dennis Smith Jr. They shipped him off to New York to get Porzingis. Um, and since then, since he's been there, um, 
now Dennis, now Dennis Smith Jr. on the, coming into this season, he was um he's behind uh Emmanuel Quigley, uh Austin Rivers. Who uh, by the way has a very Lou Williams-esque floater game that is very elite. RJ Barrett and uh uh Alfred Payton. So like you got like all these guards on the team, right? Um they're also under like uh, Tom Thibodeau, a new coach. And so coming into the summer, Dennis Smith Jr. was uh, hurt. Uh, he was hurt, thigh bruises or whatever, and he missed the first six of uh, seven games for the New York Knicks. And so far this season, dude has only played like three games, averaging three points. Uh, so he has asked the uh, New York Knicks organization, he asked them like, yo, can y'all send me to the G League? So I can like stay fresh, so I can stay tuning up my game, so I can stay ready. Um, as opposed to just sitting on the bench, being idle and being content with, hey, uh, at least I'm in the league. This is his final year going. Uh, this is the final year of his rookie contract. Um, his rookie season, I had it written down. Too too many notes, Edward. Too many notes. Too many notes. But his rookie season. He was averaging like around, yeah, averaging 15 points per game. Um, I want to say maybe not. I want to say his first season with the Knicks, and he maybe averaged like 16 or something like that, or maybe 14. But like, it's been like highs and lows throughout his career, whether it's injury or whatever the case may be, and like trying to, I guess, fit into a roster or whatever team with, with the Knicks. Um, so, but I just want to salute dude for saying, yo. I'm going to go to the G League. I'm going to do that with confidence to keep my game tight and just wait for an opportunity, I guess. Wait for the right opportunity. Because sometimes in the NBA, guys be raw. You don't know how raw guys are, and they are on the bench. But it's just because some may say politics. It could just be because they didn't they they didn't fall in the right situation. Um, and so, and then obviously with the Knicks, when you always got high draft picks. Like obviously, you're not trying to bring those guys in and sit them on the bench. You're trying to get your money right to see what they made or. So, Dennis Smith Jr., uh, I salute you for having the confidence in yourself. A lot of players would be afraid to do that, but I think it speaks highly of confidence in yourself to say, let me go to the G League just so I can stay ready and stay active in the game and, you know, and develop in my game. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man, Dennis Smith, man, uh, that was a very, very smart-ass move, man. Um, people are going to look at it like, what the fuck, but – Last year, your rookie contract, you need to figure out a way to get these teams' attention. You can't get no attention on the bench, average three points a game, playing three goddamn games when it's been 20-plus games that have been played. Like, he needs to find some kind of way. And he said, you know what? I can't do it on the bench. G League it is. Players have done it before. People have gotten drafted up. People got picked up. It's not the end of the world. I need to show. I need to showcase what I can do. And that's exactly what he's even you know, if that means me going to the fucking G League and dropping 35 and 40 every night on his head, then it, it, it be will so be it. Hey, yo, Edward, I, I'm gonna need I, you I player, to, you don't know what they're gonna bring to the table. I'm gonna need you to edit that when we while talking about basketball, Christian has gone from putting himself on mute to now exiting the entire screen. <laughs> So while I'm talking like this, I don't want you to edit it where I'm talking. I want you to edit it where it's just his box with nobody in the screen. Because that's what okay. he does. Oh, okay. <laughs> My boy is out of there. He's on basketball. <laughs> there we go. Hey. My bad. Get something to eat. 
I know I'm like how to more important than basketball. We understand. Oh, can I, can yeah, I, I be the devil's advocate? Yeah, cookies more important than basketball. Um, so some would say that that's not a good look because if you can't make it up here, cousin, and you you voluntarily go down there. I don't think teams are actively looking at no, 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 no. I don't think, teams G League. I don't think it's a matter of him not being able to make it up there, right? I think the Knicks organization, which, by the way, is dysfunctional, um, but shout out to, you know, upper-level management. They do have Scott Perry, you know, a, a black front office exec, which I do respect. Um, they're just in a position to where they're getting – they're trying to get their ducks in a row, right? So – he got traded to a guard-heavy team that actually has spent quite a bit of good stock, as far as picks are concerned, into investments into other guards, right? I.e., R.J. Barrett being a top-five pick for the Knicks just a couple of years ago. In addition to, um, you know, Alfred Payton, who was a trade, you know, that they had received from the Pelicans, who was actually a nice serviceable guard, you know, within his league, Um not to shit on Dennis Smith Jr., but they around. I feel like Elfrid Payton is a, a decent player. He isn't anything to just. Yeah, Payton right now is a Payton averaging 11 points a game. RJ Beard averaging He's... 17. Quickly averaging 12. And you got Rivers averaging. They're too guard heavy. That's why I said, like, you, 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 they already, um, you know, comparing quickly to Lou Williams, which is never good if you're Dennis Smith Jr., because Lou Williams is a professional scorer. So he is going to command PT. And then you got to think about it as far as a physical standpoint. You know, this is just a bottom line business. You're not as you're not as tall. You're not as physically as imposing as you the guards, right? So you're, you're yeah. a bit miniature in stature. So we're going to go with somebody who maybe has a, a bigger wingspan, who's taller, who maybe can do some of the similar things that you can do athletically. Though you're an athletic specimen, it's just somebody that we like a little more at your same position that may have a little more physical tools than you have. Not to say that he can't contribute to an NBA roster. He's just in a position to where, yeah, can't really spread yeah, his wings like he wants to. He, yeah, he's not in the best situation, like I said. Exactly. It's, it's, it's all about NBA. No, I, I didn't say I agree. I just want to provide NBA right provide now. a different, you know, I don't know. But no, uh, so yeah, man, uh, like I said, Dennis Smith Jr., I, I hope you become a success story. Uh, and Me too, man. Shout out to Cole, man. Cole World, that whole movement, man. He real life there with J. Cole, another North Carolina native, man. I thought he was going to do big shit when he came in the league. I never thought Dennis Smith Jr., say silent, my nigga. Nah, for real. Oh, but nah, uh, 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 D, uh, give us uh, give us some more smoke in the NBA, bro. Oh, man, it's just been an exciting week, man. What's that, uh? Of course, you have the Rockets uh, breaking records in the first quarter, smashing people, you know, thinking they're going to die off when, you know, Harden got traded off and wanted out. That, that blew my mind. I was like, y'all really think that the person who can't get the job done is really the pro- – is not the problem. He is the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you bring in Christian Wood, who's an up-and-coming star. You bring in – Well, I Moore, did call that he would himself to injuries. And I believe, on this podcast. If, if we can Absolutely. Pull- Absolutely. Pour the tape on that. You got, I did call yeah. that in the summer. 
And then I call Oladipo smiling, even though he's even though there were rumors saying he didn't want to be here. He's smiling. Oh, no, no, no. Victor, Oladipo, Victor Oladipo has been very outspoken in the past week on how he thinks this is a special group of players and they all got a chip on their shoulder and how they all yeah. just genuinely love and like being around each other. So that's a great sign. I like, think each one of those players have literally carried the team, bro. Each one of those players have carried the team to where they have gotten injured. To where nobody is they looking to carry nothing because they're all talented. Everybody got chips on their shoulder. Everybody is a prior yeah, right. That right. That whole team is come on, man. You got Wild Vic and Demarcus Cousins, who are literally perennial all stars. Just as far as maybe like a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. who just haven't been in the best, you know, situation. Their health has you yeah, know forsaken them, man. So. No, I mean, only them. because they've been the main contributors on their team or feel like they have the whole responsibility on the teams. I would, I think for the Rockets, uh, like I know everybody like wants to see, like, I'm, I think you have been seeing, seeing uh, instant success. I think they've had as like beautiful as a transition of the post Harden era as you could expect. Um, I would think like about see- six straight now, seven straight. Is it six, six or seven, Darnell? I think it's six if we haven't played. Six not to be lying. I think it's six. Okay, six not to be lying. Um, so I, I, for me, my biggest goal for the Rockets and just watching them this season is just like all those guys that you named with those chips on their shoulders who are pretty much coming off like not have having to prove themselves like still is like being able to play, but not because people think they don't have the talent, but more so because of them. Because like, they do have the talent. Because they were trying to pull themselves coming off of the injuries that they've had. So I would say my my biggest watch with the Houston Rockets right now, I'm not necessarily seeing them to like be like a complete shocker team this season. I just want to see the walls, the, the cousins, the older depots, and so forth. I want to see all of them get through the season fully healthy and peaking like as the season gets ready to end. So I'm like, all right, they really gonna have something to prove next year. Cause I feel like as a player, your confidence is gonna only continue to grow. You be like, I didn't have no season-ending injuries. You saying next year, I'm saying they grab eight. That's what I'm saying. With, every, with all the juggernauts in the, in the West, I still say each, that Rockets tend to grab eight. So each one be, of those injuries were because somebody did too goddamn much. Like, and where does that do too much when you got plenty of good players? Plenty. So, uh, I agree. I, with, I agree. Too I'm, much. DeMarcus Cousin, uh, Marcus Cousins' injury was him chasing down a loose ball. So that's just a freak accident. Your quad could go at any point. You know what I'm saying? Like, I will want him to make a hustle like that now. You know what I'm saying? He was also putting up big numbers the last five or six games when he had that injury. I was watching him. He was red hot. And he was like, he was just, he was one thing he overexerted himself, I felt like. Like, of course, injuries, you can't call them, but it's like a such thing as putting so much on your shoulders to where you just did too much. Like, you probably... He probably would have been a little bit better off if he wasn't putting everything on his shoulders and say, you know what, I'm with AD. I got a night with a decent little squad. Let me cut back. But he was too proud. He came from the Kings. It is what it is. Where's Christian? <laughs> All right, so. Hey, where's Barry? I feel like I would take. Phineas and Barry. I would take Boogie Cousins over Montrez Harrell and Quinn Capella any day. Don't turn this into I would that. take John Wall over Ooh. Russell Westbrook, Patrick Ed Beverly, um, whoever in the fuck else. I was like, if you put some of his little defense with James Harden and everything else, we got him down, guys. 
That's debatable if it's the defense defense is better than James Harden's. Everything else isn't debatable. Clearly. Oh, that shit ain't debatable. Victor Oladipo is head and shoulders a better defensive player. Right now, right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, for that two-way. That's all I'm saying. Defense wins championships. <laughs> and that's, that's what y'all want. That's what I feel like the Rockets <laughs> want out of James Harden with some championships. <laughs> Nigga ain't play no defense for championships. So, and I'm not a James Harden hater. I'm just like, for some reason, when he played with the Rockets, he was like, well, I'm going to play, oh, you can just play defense. Don't I don't play too much. Tell dude. the people you're not a James Harden hater when you have consecutively came on here and threw shots and saved for the past month at James. So. No, I haven't. I've yeah. only spoken facts. Why is that shot and, shot and shave when you speak yeah. facts about the man? But you didn't speak facts. You spoke facts. I never said anything fabricated about James Harden, brother. Well, you see how your voice is getting a little elevated. <laughs> hey. right no, I'm passionate now. I know. I'm passionate. Hey, hey. I appreciate the passion. I don't speak ill on them. Hey, I, I got to chime in real quick around this basketball. Hey, look. I'm with you, Sedacious. I'm with you, bro. <laughs> when you speak in facts, you scared facts hurt. Facts hurt, like, hurt bro. Just because you like to get on here and say stupid shit and play two sides of the fence, don't hey, give bro, you the I don't right actually to play two sides of the fence. I don't actually. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, look, uh, I, I, don't, I, didn't, I don't know. To, I don't know if I should take Kristen like Christian serious. I don't know if he was like <laughs> I don't know if he knew what he was agreeing. Hey, I don't know if he knew what he was agreeing with sedations about. I don't know. All I know is that all I know is that Isaac was like, yo, you've been trashing this dog. And sedation was like, I've been hitting him with facts. And I was like, hey, you know what? If the facts is trash, no, 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 no. Because James Hart, no, 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 no. What he did was he mixed his emotions of him already not liking James on our team. Hold on, let me finish it. Okay. <laughs> him not liking James on the Rockets and him thinking that he was the plague on the Rockets, I, even though I don't agree, we had some of our better years, excluding the championship, whereas the championship years that Elijah Wan gave us. Due to James, we had some of our better years as a franchise. Again, excluding the championship year, because I know what well, we want to do too big. But I know, right? I was born there, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's a mouthful of Houston. But I'm saying, the two no, championships. man. Everybody think about that. So everybody like that. Nah. You can't say he didn't. Though he didn't have the highest point success that we wanted to have. You shit, you didn't like him, bro. No, no, I, no, no. You didn't I like him. Right. I agree. After the third year, we don't get a championship. They didn't brought you everybody in. I'm like, nah, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I agree. I feel like I, I feel like one year I saw James Harden just say, fuck it, they don't worry. What do you expect? And I'm like, I it's debatable that he may have done that <laughs> a couple years. No, he is a crybaby, though. Right. He, he is a, he's right. a little crybaby. Like I said, we'll probably get to about 30 minutes. Oh yeah, man. I'm with you, I'm with you. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. Uh, so, uh, real quick, uh, to give y'all some more details on Fred Van Fleet's uh, 50 piece, uh, they beat Christian's Orlando Magic 123 to 108. Fred Van Fleet over 70% uh, from the field, 17 for 23 <laughs> from the field, and 11 for 14 from three. He made all nine of his free throws, finished the game with 54 points, which is a franchise record for the Toronto Raptors. Wow. Uh, also, also in the NBA currently, uh, if you haven't figured found this out by now, by the time you hear this, uh, Carmelo Anthony consistently climbing up the all-time scoring leaders chart as he has now surpassed Dominique Wilkins 
uh, at uh, Carmelo is now number 13 all-time scoring with 26,671 points. Uh, and so in this season, he's so far in this season so far, he started out at 15 and he's passed Tim Duncan, old fundamental, and now Dominique Wilkins. And so the next person in Carmelo's arm reach is the big old Mr. Triple Double Oscar Robertson. Wow. Wow. So uh, triple salute to uh, Melo, man. Shout out to Melo. God damn. The real yeah, Melo. Again, again 26,671 points so far. And it's still early in the season. Uh, so, yeah, Carmelo Anthony right now. Yeah, man. Yo, man. So, um, they just put out today, EA Sports said that uh, NCAA college football is coming back. Everybody in their mama is hyped for that except me. First and foremost, I just want people to just take a step back. I know they was in the headlines. I know it's like a big, long-awaited thing. But <clears throat> here's some, here are some things to consider. Why not after all this time? Uh, two, I feel like they're really just – I, I don't know what the EA Sports, like, sales or profits or stocks look like. I know where you're going with you, E. I, see, like, I smell where you're going with it already. I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me go, let me go, let me go. Let me work. And so I'm like, are y'all doing this because this is like a money grab? Y'all feel like there's a lot of, like, profit in this? I mean, y'all the company, so maybe so, if that's the reason. Hey, by all means, get your money, boo-boo. We're in business for profit. That's the reason we do it. <laughs> right. Uh, and they could be trying to ride off the hype of the, uh, you know, the next-gen consoles coming out, the Xbox and the PS5. Um, but I ain't really, like, I don't, I'm not getting my hopes up for it because, you know, I was just, like, reading about it, and it was just, like, they don't really, I know, I get, maybe it's fair to say you don't really have a date, but, like, and reading about it, it was just like, uh, we don't really have a date. Uh, there's going to be a – we're going to at least have over 100 teams on the game. But uh, I get due to, like, the name, image, and, like, likeness um, policy or whatever going with, like, the NCAA and the players, um, there's not going to be – they say no realistic, like, uh, rosters and names and so forth and stuff like that. And I don't, re I don't remember um, – I don't remember if the old ones had that. They didn't. Same okay. shit. It didn't have the same no, 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 bro. They did though. They low key they had, did. They did. They did. They wasn't put. They, they highlighted, but they didn't quite put the names on there. They didn't put the names yeah, they on put there. Put the names on there. But That's if you're playing, with, if you're playing with Florida back in 2009, you knew that you number 15 was Tim Tebow. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, saying too, Christian. Like, uh, I don't. I, that may it may be online, but it's like when you were playing with USC, you knew number five was Reggie Bush. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying. But number five looked like a generic yeah. motherfucker so, who so. could just run, and his name wasn't Reggie Bush. His name was like King Arthur or some shit. Yeah, it, it, they because the players yeah, didn't like they had, had, they had they likeness, so they had to make book. them generic. So I, I don't know if it was an option or like a setting, but I feel nah, like this is just a number. No, what I'm saying like with the the icon. Yeah, it was just a. Number. It was always just a number, but I had always just a number. It was always just a number. They would give them a fake last name. They gave them a fake first and last name. Yeah. No, sorry. Actually, bro, actually, guys, we're talking about two different generations of the game. They didn't make this NCAA game for a long time, and it came out with different variations. So we could be talking about different times. Well, hopefully, how I think they'll do the new rollout. 
being so that it made that athletes can get paid off of their likeness now, um, yeah. you know, due to the new, you know, um, legislation that has been passed throughout the past year and a half. But, you know, hopefully it's structured now to where, you know, um, the athletes are actually getting proceeds from these sales because they're the driving force behind why people actually even want yeah. the product, right? So I'm going to rain on everybody's parade right now, and I'm going to say they will not get any funds from this. The reason why is because the agreement between the NCAA and the players on them being able to, to, uh, to profit off, off, the, off, the, off the image and likeness is they can do it as long as it doesn't involve the label of the NCAA, their conference, or their school. EA Sports College Football. Well, no, no. So uh, let's say EA Sports College Football decided, but, but no. decided to do I'm a sorry, game no. that, that had 120 schools, right? But instead of having the University of Florida Gators, they had Florida Tech uh, Crocodiles, Right. And they had them, you know, the same colored color jerseys and stuff. But right, it wasn't that's just gonna school. piss me off. That's just gonna piss so me off. Because because EA Sports is not gonna do that, right? The players are not gonna get paid from that. Um. So to well, piggyback well, off to, to your response, Christian, I am now with Edward and fuck this game. <laughs> hey, but no. Uh, also, adding on to Christian because of like the name, image, and like likeness, like legislation and all of that. The game is not going to be called NCAA Football 2024. It's going to be called EA Sports College Football. Oh, so they may be doing that. They, they, I'm they, telling they, you, they're about to get paid, brother. So they might be doing that. Paid. Yeah, as long as long as long as the game does not use the NCAA the NCAA label, any of the college teams labels, or um, any of the conferences labels, right? And then they can they can make it happen. Right, so there'll be like fake schools, but you would know that exactly uh, who you're playing with because you'll know yeah, the player's you'll, name. Yeah, the player's you, name you'll know that Tuscaloosa University is Alabama. You'll know that. Well, I think they have a anyway. But go okay. ahead, I know what you mean. So my point is, if the players are not getting paid, fuck this game. If the players are getting paid, I might buy that hoe. Or you gotta also think like, what if they? backdoor like the actual players in the league and like they go get some players out the NFL to like sponsor from back when they was playing college football and like pay them off to like endorse the game or put them on the cover of the Heisman edition or whatever. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, we'll but see how I, I don't, I'm not, but like if, if, if you want some advice, don't get your hype, don't get your hopes up for this like in no way, shape, or form. Even if you are, don't expect it at any given moment. Um I wouldn't be surprised if it like if it get, if it came out that oh they're slowing down the production or the process or they're still in talks or whatever. Because that is one of the big things as well as like the name, image, and likeness like legislation around the game and how they trying to go about that and how they're gonna try to produce it if da 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 da. But yeah, yeah. I don't get to hope for people. Yeah, sports be on that shit, bro. And I wouldn't be surprised if they're doing this just so those students can have some type of financial gain out of it, just so they can say that, hey, we're doing our part in assisting students and, you know, student athletes, you know what I'm saying, and marketing and all that other stuff. Because EA Sports be with Madden all the time with the pro-black and pro, you know, 
getting mm-hmm. partnership and love messages. Like they they with the shit. So I wouldn't be surprised if they was really trying to do this shit so they can get paid. True that, true that. Um, Cause you so, asked why, you asked why not after all this time. I feel like the laws are changing. So EA Sports is like shit. Since the laws are relieving a little bit, let's let's fuck around and do some shit. Do y'all do y'all know back then why they discontinued it? I, I guess because sales, bro. I, I think no, 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 no. It was because it was because uh, the NCAA lawsuit. Oh, okay. That's oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Dang. Get paid. Got you. Get paid, y'all nigga. Get paid. Uh, yo, so we're going to get into it. It just turns into an argument. It just turns into an argument. Hopefully, it's an informative and educational and uh, argument that can allow our listeners and viewers to continue to respect the game. Um, but let's start this off. Just give me a team. Uh, well, we went through this last week, but just in case anybody has a change of heart, we're going to give y'all a moment here to speak now forever hold your peace. Uh, for the Super Bowl, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sedacious, who are you picking for the Super Bowl? I've been at this all week, bro. I'm going to go with the kid. I ain't going to lie about it. Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Sean Hart, you share his sentiments? Um, I believe I shared these sentiments upon last week, but I'd be more than happy to express them again. No, you don't, you don't have to. That's gonna come out. The people gonna know why. Uh, Chiefs Kingdom. Chiefs. Okay, Coach Johnson. We will wait. We will wait for your pick because we know when it comes to making decisions, we know how uh, anti-choice decision making you are, but. Uh, like I said, this week is a special <laughs> week because Coach Johnson is going to uh, break down some plays for us. Uh, and after you break down the plays, Coach Johnson, please get please have made a decision on who you pick. <laughs> I've, I've made a decision already. I've made a decision, but I want oh, to buy. Okay, <laughs> let's get it. Hey, look, look. This is the keys to the game. This is how the Kansas City Chiefs can win the Super Bowl. They can be back to back champs now. We know that in week 12, when the Buccaneers uh, played the, uh, the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill went off in the first half, right? Uh, uh, the Chiefs scored 20 points in the first half, but they only scored seven in the second half. Todd Bowles and the Buccaneers defense figured out, hey, look, you know what? We need to double Hill and Kelsey. After that, things started slowing down for the Chiefs. So because I think they're going to do that, Watkins or – Nicole Hartman need to have a game. And I'm thinking that one of them are going to show up, right? So now as we go down to this play here, this is versus the the Dolphins early on this year, okay? They're looking like they're in high school, wing T formation, right? They had uh, Tyreek Hill split out. He's not showing on here. He was split out. Then he motioned into this wing position, right? And he's going to go on like a little jet sweep run. He scored on this play 32 yards for a touchdown. Their, their biggest explosive plays in the run game are going to come from Tyreek Hill and Miko Hartman. The Bucs are, are the best run defense in the NFL. They don't need to worry about trying to get Le'Veon Bell touches in the backfield. They don't need to worry about trying to get Clyde Edward Hitler touches in the backfield or uh, um, Damian Williams. Forget all that. But, yeah, so so as we got on this play, Tyreek Hill is lined up in, in the wing position. Right? He comes he comes around for, um, uh, for, for the jet sweep. And, and then uh, he runs it in for the touchdown. You see the blocking there, the blocking scheme uh, there. We, we get the fullback out uh, leading us. And uh, the wide receiver, uh, I think that's uh, uh, Demarcus Robinson on, on the outside there. 
he's going to lead them in and Tyreek Hill's going to do his thing, right? So Tyreek Hill, Miko Hartman, expect them to, 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 to get about six carries together, six to eight carries together out of the backfield, either on the jet, jet sweep or, or most of a little pop pass to them, all right? Now, as far as the Chiefs pass game, as far as Chiefs pass game, Right, we already know they're going to get Hill involved. We know they're going to get Travis Kelsey involved, right? But like I said earlier, one of the keys to the game is me, Cole Hardman, or Sammy Watkins going to step up when uh, when uh, the the cover starts to go towards Hill and Kelsey, right? Now, if we look at their Week Three matchup versus the Ravens, okay, me, Cole Hardman scores a fifty-yard touchdown right here. Um, you uh, Patrick Mahomes does a play-action pass. You have uh, Hill coming up. This is third and 17, guys. Third and 17. Hill is coming on, on a dig route across the field. All eyes go to Tyreek Hill, right? You have Hill and Kelsey lined up on the same uh, side of the formation. All eyes are that way. Hey, it's third down, third and long. We know the ball's going to going to Tyreek Hill. Well, guess what? Miko Harmon still runs a 4-3. He takes a little out and up, gets behind the defense, right? 50-yard touchdown. They need stuff like this in the game. When the coverage goes over to Hill and Kelsey, is Miko Harmon going to step up? Is Sammy Watkins going to step up? That's going to be the keys for the for the Chiefs' offense when the Bucks try to counter what they usually do best, right? Um, Edward, we'll go to the Chiefs' defense. The Chiefs' defense. Uh, so, the Chiefs' defense. What they need to do is create uh, create uh, pressure to get turnovers. Brady's going to give them a shot, right? He threw two picks against them uh, in their Week Twelve game because they got pressure on him. We're gonna we're gonna look at one of those at that play. Uh, uh, that they got to pick on uh, uh, in, in that uh, in that game, right? Now, as far as the as far as the play that we're going to look at, right? Third quarter, first and ten, right? The Bucks are driving. Hey, we got to get a stop. We got to get a stop here. Um, Steve Spagnola, who has beaten Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl with the Giants, okay? He's going to bring this nasty, exotic blitz, okay? We have four guys coming in from, from the right side of our screen. We can't see Tyron Matthew. He's going to come in off the edge, okay? Uh, and we have uh, two guys that are coming in, and then we have uh, Sorensen, who's playing man-to-man -man with Gronk. He has an automatic rule. Hey, I'm blitzing in if, if, uh, if, if Gronk blocks, right? So the offense has one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, seven blockers. We got seven guys blitzing. As long as one guy misses uh, uh misses a block hey we got we got numbers here we got pressure so tyron matthew he gets past ronald jones uh gets in brady's face causes a pick All right so that's what that's what the uh the chiefs are gonna have to do come with some exotic stuff that uh that that brady uh, uh hasn't seen before and and they can uh set themselves up for success All right, here we go. We're going Buccaneers offense. Uh, if we look at this run play that they had against the uh, against the Chiefs, Chiefs, this is an inside zone play right here. Okay, um, what we're what Ronald Jones is trying to do on the inside zone, he's reading from the A gap on his left, right? So the gap between the center and the guard uh, to the B gap, which is the gap between the uh, the guard and the and the left tackle uh, to the C gap between the left tackle and his tight end Gronk. Right, they're in eleven personnel. When they're in eleven personnel, right, uh, there's only one linebacker on the field. Nick Sorensen is a safety playing linebacker on this play, 
right? That gives them a great advantage, right? When you have a safety playing in the linebacker spot, okay? Um, and also, too, on on uh, in this game, Chris Jones, number 95, who's one of the best D tackles in the, uh, in the league, had his third worst game, according to PFF, in the run game uh, uh, all year versus the Bucks. Right, he had a terrible grade on uh, his on his run run stoppage, uh, so they can take advantage of that. But we go here to the left, right? Uh, we see the A gap is closed, but there is a gap open right there where uh, Chris Jones is. The left tackle gets a great block on him, and then um, uh, Jones is able to make somebody miss and run for thirty seven yards. They need plays like this if they can get this consistently, right? A little four or five pop, right, and then let Jones and Fournette. Uh, run around a little bit, they'll, they'll have something going there. What the Bucks do very well, we'll go to the, to the pass play next here, uh, Edward. All right. What the Bucks do very well is they do play action pass, right? It's one of the reasons why it's hard for teams to get pressure on them because defensive, defensive linemen don't, don't know, hey, this, this play looks like a run. Is it a run? Oh, snap. I got to stop. Oh, wait, now, now I got to go pass rush, right? So they do a lot of good stuff. Uh, but as we said before, one of the keys to the game is they got to get the tight ends and the ball, right? If we look at this play versus the versus the Saints in the divisional round, okay, we're gonna fake the outside zone to Ronald Jones, right? Uh, if you're if you're been fans of uh, Emac stats for last year, uh, the the uh, we saw last year in the Super Bowl, the Kansas City Chiefs ran the same exact play, and they hit the receiver, which on this play is Chris Godwin on this little hide route coming on the wheel on the, on the opposite side of the field. That's the first read, okay? But as we see, three defenders go with, with Mike Evans and, and two other defenders go with, uh, with Quiz Godwin, which leaves Cameron Bray wide open on the other side of the field. They have to take advantage of this over and over and over again, especially against the Chiefs. The Chiefs give up a lot of yardage, two tight ends. They need to do that over and over again. Uh, they do that, they'll have success. They'll control the game. Game. They'll keep uh, Patrick Mahomes on the sideline, and they'll have a chance to win the game. All right now, defensively, what are the keys they need to do? Hey, key number one, you're saying there's a chance. Again, like I said earlier, this defense can stop the Chiefs' offense. They can. They only gave up seven points in the second half in their Week 12 matchup once they figured out what to do with Tyreek Hill, right? Mm -hmm. Their goal should be to hold the Chiefs' offense to 24 points. If they hold the, the Chiefs' offense to 24 points, I believe they can win. Uh, goal number two, the front four must eat. They must create pressure uh, with, with, uh, with uh, their front four guys and not have to blitz that often. As long as they do that, they give themselves a chance, right? Whenever uh, Patrick Mahomes faces, faces pressure, but he's not blitzed. That's when he's at his worst, right? His uh, let me get let me get the numbers real quick. His QB rating when he's under pressure without the blitz is seventy eight point five, right? His completion percentage is forty seven percent, and he's thrown three picks and only eight touchdowns when he's under pressure without the blitz. Uh, so if we look at this play uh, from their game against Denver earlier earlier this year, uh, this is one of the last games they had. Uh, uh, Vita Vea, he takes up so much uh, space and so so much of attention of the defensive line that it allows him to do all these extra exotic things to get a defensive back in the backfield to get a sack, right? So now, 
Uh, here, the Broncos are in 11 personnel, right? They have a five, the Buccaneers have a five man front. One linebacker got a safety walked up looking like, hey, maybe he's covering uh, the tight end man to man, right? So, what the, the quarterback in the offense is looking at, hey, we have six blockers on this play. There's probably seven guys that could come, but they're probably not, right? So, all the offensive linemen are going to take the, 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 front line of the defense, right, those five players. The running back has the, has the linebacker. What we're going to see as the play gets started, the two outside linebackers that are in a, a two-point stance, they're going to back out in the coverage. They're not coming. Number 61 and 68. 61 knows, hey, I have Jason Pierre-Paul. He's the guy right in front of me. 68 says, hey, I have this linebacker out here. No one accounts for 33. He's going to come in that A-gap between the center and the guard, the guard doesn't see it quick enough. You have a, a, a small guy versus a big guy. And when there's a race, the small guy is going to win every time. He gets in, gets the sack, right? If they can do this every once in a while, not too often, but every once in a while to create a negative play, I think they can. We saw them get a couple of sack fumbles and an interception when they brought pressure against uh, uh, Mahomes and they got there. Uh, they can create negative plays give themselves a chance to win. That is why I'll be taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady will solidify himself in the conversation for the greatest athlete ever as he will pass Jordan for the number of rings that he has. He will get his seventh ring. Both, both, teams, both teams have very good offenses. One team has an elite defense. I think that elite defense will will show up and uh, and show out. So, Buccaneers, Super Bowl Fifty Five champs. Tom, I'm sorry, bro. I don't know why he picked you all of a sudden. Uh, I didn't pick Brady. I picked. It usually spells disaster if Christian is picked. Just <laughs> go ahead, and spell that out. Uh, I don't he, know. he is definitely the drink of the sports bro, world. That boy, me been dead all season in the playoffs, bro. Oh man, he is definitely the drink of the podcast for sure. He picks you, you're definitely gonna lose. Yeah, so I haven't done a. I haven't that was done a good a one, dude. That was a good one, Black Peace. That was a good one. I haven't done. <laughs> listen, guys, guys, I haven't done any any true breakdowns of any of the playoff games until now. You've been wrong. Once I did, bro. once I did this breakdown, I knew, I knew. Oh no! Just like how you know what? Okay, all right, go. How's it go? Just like how? Hey, don't shine hard on. Go, go, go. Don't shine hard on. Nah, don't hold your tongue. I'm just saying, man. Just like how you knew that, uh, you know, the. I'm. I'm sorry. I mean, I don't even know which one to pick. Honestly, like shit. Let's just go back to the prior week, right? Just like how you knew, um. The seat, well, you did call the Rams being the Seahawks, so I'll give you that. Uh, but you all, were very of my, all of my picks, all of my picks in the playoffs before I had, before this, like I just said, were gut-filling picks. They were not researched. I did not go in-depth and see. Uh, uh, That's not what you said when you gave When you was like, no, nah, guys, I'm making this pick. You, okay, you know what? I'll give you a pass and say you didn't convey that to the viewing public Probably. and us on the podcast, but you definitely have stated 
after giving your yeah, pitch a couple of times that I've stated reasons why without the reasons why my gut felt a particular way. Edward, no, Christian, bro. From with the exception, really, only one I can vividly say, with the exception of because you said on a say wild card weekend on in the division around, your picks were solely based off the fact you want to see Patrick Mahomes going up against Lamar Jackson, and yeah. you want to see that's the only other than that. I've been convinced that you've been picking off X's and O's all nah. the way off the home. Nah, I, I, I just oh, hey, I think this defense is better. I think that it can do something. Hey, I think this da da da. I haven't I haven't dug any I haven't done any digging. I did All digging right, this bro. time. You fooled the hell out of me. You about to dig a goddamn grave. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, we see it all playoffs. What are you talking about? I haven't done this process <laughs> all playoffs, is what I'm telling you. I mean, you, you I can't wait to the You can at least go 50%. Get the, I get to look at your face and be saying. like, well, damn, coach. Bro, you did not break it down and tell us X, Y, Z. What happened out there today? Hey, um, damn, I, bro, I had a beautiful question. Man, I have. All right, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. At this point, I'm not going to be mad. if I, Well, I said in my defense, I said last week, I know on paper, X's and O's, the Chiefs are not supposed to uh, be. The uh, Chiefs are not supposed to lose against uh, the uh, Buccaneers. And I was talking to you about this earlier, Chris, and I was like, I'm just trying to figure out in my mind, like, bro, obviously, yeah, kind of how you did against uh, how they did against the Packers. You got to get some pressure on Aaron Rodgers. You got to get some pressure on Patrick Mahomes. But, like, if you were to not get pressure on them, like, I don't know what defense is supposed to, like, cover that passing game. So, like, that's what I kind of just been, like, struggling with. Um, in terms of just like how is Tampa Bay gonna pull it off on the defensive end? Like I know Tom gonna come out to play, but mm -hmm. like, what are they gonna do on defense? Is gonna be so special to so, like <laughs> figure this, this out. Saying, man, it, <laughs> is, I want everybody to go back and look at their Week Twelve matchup in the second half. The the Chiefs struggled to get down the field. The reason why is because <laughs> Todd Bowles got tired of seeing Tyreek run run rampant. And the whole defense started putting their, all their attention on Tyreek and Kelsey. When they did that, they were like, hey, we'll take our chances with Miko Hartman and Sammy Watkins. Now, they had a couple of plays. They had a couple of plays where, uh, where uh, Mahomes missed uh, Miko Hartman, would have had a couple 80 yard touchdowns uh, because they just busted the coverage because they were so focused on, uh, on, uh, on Hill and Kelsey. But when they did that, the Chiefs were not effective. Let me ask you a question. So, go ahead. You said that that was week 12's game plan, right? So now that there's film on it, right, mm. and Eric and Andy have the film of the second half of, of Todd Bowles', Todd Bowles defense, you mm -hmm. don't feel like they're going to go into this knowing that, hey, this nigga did this to us second half of that game, and it really flustered us. Mm -hmm. Let's try. Let's try to have a plan B. Not even a plan A. Let's try to go in with the plan B already. Mm -hmm. Go to the plan C, D, and E because you are privy to have a plan C, D, and E when you got a Tariq Hill, a Travis Kelsey, and a Patrick Mahomes. And that's why I feel like Todd Bowles' defense, no matter how good scheme, you can players, only take so much I away. I don't feel like his players will, will will even be good enough in the scheme that he has to to go. He, they'll be unmatched as far as talent wise and as far as ability wise. 
So I get where you're coming from as far as like they do have opportunities if they can create these opportunities. But I feel like with Andy Reid and Eric already knowing that this is how Todd Bowles might try to come at us, they're going to fuck around and try to move that pocket. They're going to fuck around and be doing all these types of different jet sweeps like you say. And it'll fuck around and be too much at the end of the day, which I feel like it has been for the rest of the league. It ends up being just too much to fuck with. Yeah, it it, it has it has been uh, uh, an issue for the rest of the league for the most part. But you got to remember, there's been I think uh, four games uh, where the Chiefs. Uh, uh, Elwood, you can look it up. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think four games where the Chiefs didn't score thirty points, right, or or under twenty five points actually, um, uh, this this year. Uh, and so there's been times where defenses have have, have figured it out, um, and there's there's been times where de- defenses have done an, enough. To uh, to even get uh, Patrick Mahomes flustered, um, you know the Dolphins had three picks against him. Um, the the Falcons, uh, who held him to seventeen points, uh, or yeah, to seventeen points, should have had uh, uh, two picks against. Uh, actually, should have had three picks against them uh, that day too. Um, Play so, that again, Christian. You said how uh, under four times they scored less than. I think, I think four. I think four times they've been held to twenty five points or less. It's either three okay. or four. Okay. You talking about the Chiefs? That is correct. Yeah. The Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, so they average over 30 points a game, right? So, or just at 30, I believe. It may be a, a hair over 30, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Um, they score points. But I'm saying is that it. Well, I'm, what, the reason I said that is that it's possible, four, right? Yeah, it's possible. four times they've been held under uh, 25 or less. Or 20, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then and then the next thing, and then, you know, and then the Bucks held them to 27 their, their first time they played them. Now, what the re- the reason I put the I, I put out the game plan the way I did, um, Sedacious, is because I believe that Andy Reid and uh, Eric Bieniemy, who are way smarter than me, who know way more football than I know, saw the same thing I saw and and said, "Hey, look, uh, Miko Harmon is fast. He can catch. Sammy Watkins is fast. He can catch. We pay Sammy Watkins." Yes, sir. He about he about to be a free agent. He need to make some money. Miko Harmon wants to be the next guy up. He need to make some money. One of these guys need to step up in this game. And I think they're gonna scheme. I think they're gonna do everything they can to scheme one of those guys open, while the defense is is trying to make sure they don't get beat by by uh, Kelsey and Hill. And I think as long as they're able to have a very big game. Then the Chiefs will win. But if the the Bucks defense can hold uh, both of those players to uh, each under fifty yards receiving, there's a shot. There's a shot. So uh, also too, don't sleep on the on the pressure that that uh, that the Bucks can get. They had I think forty five sacks this year, uh, or forty eight sacks this year, uh, which they were they were top. I know they were top ten. I think they were top five in sacks. Uh, so they can get pressure now on the quarterback, especially on a depleted KC line. All right, I can't take this anymore. We're not arguing. I'm going to just throw this bomb out there. I don't, I don't know if anyone would contest it. Patrick Mahomes didn't play great last year in the Super Bowl. And they still won. He didn't. He didn't play. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't play. He didn't play great until the last, like, five, six minutes. Bro, the nigga played better in the fourth quarter. Teddy, bro, would you need Patrick Mahomes to show up? Thank you. Thank he you, Sedacious. Never not showed up. That's fair, Sedacious. Now, when we're talking about uh, when we're talking about uh, Christian, like building uh, the appropriate blame rating, the ABR. Yeah. <laughs> I think we have to uh, 
factor into the equation like winning time where no matter what happened between whatever first and third or half of the fourth quarter, like uh-huh. there needs to be a like an equation that overrules everything when like you're placed in winning time. Uh, gotcha. Chris is this point when talking about how Patrick Mahomes didn't play great until like when it when it was like, hey, you're gonna be great or you're gonna be you or you're gonna lose. Uh-huh. Um, we definitely thought that they lost that Super Bowl until they did what the fuck they did. Mm-hmm. Bro, it, New England in Atlanta. Yeah, here, here's, a, bro, here's the difference. I watched that game today. <laughs> bro, <laughs> like, you, it's still hard to be, like, watching. I'm like, bro, so at what point did they start putting up these points? Because I'm standing looking at the clock winding down. I'm like, yeah. Quick, too yeah. quick. They can put hey, them up uh, for her. Uh, as, as as Edward as Edward and I spoke earlier about this, right? The difference between this Buccaneers team and this Super Bowl versus last year is the defense that is run. The 49ers had the top defense in the league last year, just like uh, the Atlanta Falcons had one of the top defenses in the league when they went to their Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, the Jags had the top defense in the league when they went to the AFC Championship game. Just like the Seahawks had the top defense in the league when they went to their second Super Bowl, all three, all four of those times, that top defense had a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter, and lost because of the scheme of the defense. The scheme of the defense cannot hold a lead in big-time games because of what's asked of the uh, of, of the defense. If they cannot get pressure late. After the defensive line has gotten tired and there's a half second more, a team can come back. The defense that, that the Chiefs are facing this week versus the Bucks is not that defense. Todd Bowles is to the money, gung-ho, pedal to the metal all game long. There will be no cheap stuff. Okay, well, so if they get oh, a lead, you can't say it's not going to be any cheap stuff when Tyreek Hill literally just played these fucking cowards six weeks ago and had 200 in the first quarter. And don't tell me a, a team that also ranked dead last in pass defense is not susceptible to Patrick Mahomes bombing them a fucking way. They, like, don't they tell are, me that's not they are susceptible. They are susceptible. What I'm yeah, saying no is, shit. If you last, what you I'm saying, that. what I'm saying, Isaac, if there's a lead, a double digit lead by the Buccaneers in this game, they'll come back. They will not come back. You crazy. So you they saying you saying if the Chiefs you put money on it? By double, hold on. Say that no. again, Christian. If the Buccaneers are up by double digits late in the game. The Chiefs will not come back on this defense. Mark this down, Edward. Please mark this down that he just said that. If you give the Chiefs, if you give the Chiefs, if the Chiefs are down so. by double digits late in the game, that would be the yeah. Of the I'm talking. I'm talking fourth quarter. If they're down by double digits in the fourth quarter, the Chiefs will not come back. You were down double digits in the fourth okay, quarter so, last year. Okay, bro. so check it out. This is what's going to happen. I just said, bro. They're I just gave it to you. He's Why saying against he this that? particular team. They're not they're not gonna get down at all. Like how I talk about they how LeBron don't have to be clutch because he's gonna take the game in the third quarter and sit down for the rest of the fourth. Patrick Mahomes is riding into that. He's riding into I'm gonna smack your ass 
for three quarters so I don't have to do shit. My defense ain't got to do shit. And I feel like that's what's going to happen in the Super Bowl. Right? I, man, you really think it's going to be a shootout and it's going to be a spanking. Well, that's what he believes. I think it, it may be closer than a spanking, but I think what people are failing to realize, even with your analysis, bro, that Bucks defense, it's been opportunistic in the turnovers it that it's created, right? But at been. the same time, one can easily say the same thing about the Chiefs defense this year as they, too, have been very they much are. so opportunistic in being able to create timely turnovers for their yeah. offense that is already potent, right? So it's kind of the same makeup as far as these defense. They have key playmakers, you know, throughout the defense. But as a collective, um, you know, with the running pass combined, they're about middle of the pack or somewhere around that medium, right? Yeah, but, it, man, yeah, the, the, only difference is, the only difference is, in my opinion, yes, Brady is the comeback goat. We all understand that. It's not a deficit that he can come back from, but he chips away. Right, he chips away at the rock. Patrick Mahomes is a tad bit different to where the man is instantaneous. He one strike, one shot, one shot shot, it's done. He is yeah, that, time that, role. That, he is a one hit wonder. That he that is, is available. To, exactly that is available. What I'm saying is more readily so than people would like to, you know, lean or believe to. But like, I got you. I got you. But at the end of the day, though, is, you playing with two different teams. You playing with two teams that are. You can't count out, is I think Christian's trying to say. You don't want to count these teams out. These teams are to where, like, they both proved they can come back. They both got firepower. They both got enough defense to not put them – not to say the game's over with. I haven't don't seen the, the Bucs get off. down that big this year and make a miraculous – You've seen Tom Brady get down that big. It doesn't I, matter. I've seen, exactly. seen Tom Brady get down that big. I've seen Brady, but I don't know the testament yeah. of this team Duh. how they react when they I, hit adversity like that. I don't know how yeah, the team will react. They were they were down I mean, versus the uh, versus the the Chargers earlier this year. I mean, everybody was down versus the Chargers, and everybody came back. But uh, they they've had a couple of times where, where, they were, where they were down and came back, um, and they they figured out they figured out a way to win. But to be honest with you, I don't think they'll be down. I really don't. I don't think they'll be oh, down. I think they will hold control of the game. Tell you what, I what I hope on every, I mean. What I hope I feel like the odds are against the Buccaneers, but what I uh, what I think and what I hope or well no what I hope will happen is that the Bucks just make the Chiefs pay for if they do come out slow or whatever the case may be. I, like Isaac say, being opportunistic. Like I hope they take advantage of every mishap like the Chiefs do have if they have them. It's funny you say that, E, the same thing you hoping for. I'm really hoping that Mahomes give Brady what he should have gave him two and a half, almost three years ago in the <laughs> AFC Championship game, bro. When he – I would say this consistently until the end of time. Bro, Brady ass got saved in the AFC Championship game when they played the Chiefs a few years back. He got saved by a bullshit call, an offsides penalty. He always does. If they don't throw that offsides penalty, Brady throws a pick, literally that same play, and the game is over. How many positions? How many times? Don't Isaac sound like how I sound last week? I sound nothing how you sounded ever. Bro, I brought up the same thing. I brought up the same thing. We was no last last week. We was like all talking at the same time. So 
know. But what you I were saying, brought, don't I brought the same play. What you? Everybody was calling him the goat. I brought that I up too. Like, Christian, did you get you to Please don't say you were the first person to bring up that play. I've been at least religiously bringing up that play at least for the last three weeks because okay. I just knew they were going to meet. And I've been talking about how Brady really got saved by the refs because Brady will throw him in harm's way and give him some he chances. Just like he gave Aaron Rodgers them a chance to win that game late with that ill-advised toss-up that Jair Alexander just so happened to get on his second mm-hmm. pick, probably the one of the more easier picks he'll ever have. It was a freaking jump ball. It was like we were playing kickball in the backyard. Tie ball. You just throw it up, and it was just right there in his lap. Ooh, but, man, but Brady throws opportunistic picks and gives teams. You can't give Patrick Mahomes another crack at the apple. That's you, true. Teams like him, you, you, can, you can't do that. So all these picks that he's – he ain't threw nearly as much as Jameis Winston, but he, he's thrown enough to where he'll throw you out of some games. For sure, or give you a chance. No, to lose. no, he won't. Th- he won't throw you out of the game. If he stands on the ground, he'll get you out of the game. What? And pressure what? can't cause. No, no pressure I... can cause the interception. But if you can get that box and crush Brady, it's gonna be over, and there's nothing you can do about it. And it's been proven time and time again. As Philadelphia, as New York Giants. You want to know something? Time and time and time you again. It's, it's, this gonna hurt some people's feelings. They answered a loss against the Packers. That's, That's what should have happened. I think he threw three picks. He threw three picks. Throw three picks. And Aaron Rodgers, they could not capitalize on them. Throw three picks. They could not. They could not. Well, yes, well. That's all you can ask. That's all you can ask. And that's how smart. We can go back to a dark place if y'all want to. (laughs) No, we ain't going to do all that. We can go back to a dark place if y'all want to. You said that one. I was trying to get that earlier. We can go back to a dark place if you want to. Yo, yo, to bring up the point I was trying to bring up earlier. The last 20 minutes, you ain't even slick, but low key, though. Man, all I'm saying is this. Though you can't count any of them out, I'm counting on Patrick Mahomes to pay that man back what he owed. Because I feel like he got off. We'll end on this question. Is it uh is it any like chinking his armor or like a notch down or off of how great he actually is or could end up being if he loses this game? Patrick, that being no. Patrick Mahomes. No. Okay. I was just asking. Ain't no shit. That's like a motherfucker saying, like, man, hell yeah, bro. I lost to Michael Jordan in the finals. Nigga, he lost okay. to the okay. GOAT. Okay, okay. okay. Since, since the last time he lost to the last time he got embarrassed and lost to the GOAT, he ended up winning a championship. Okay, so since there's no, since there's nothing to be added, since there's nothing to be taken away from Patrick Mahomes, if he well, no, 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 I say this, I do agree with Tony Romo. It doesn't take away from his career as a whole. He'll still, he's still on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Everybody can overwhelmingly agree with that. But in regards to him taking the mantle of the greatest of all time, potentially at the end of his career. I think that he will have needed to win this game in order to win barbershop debates. He will need oh, to yeah. win this game because Brady ain't guaranteed to play another three years. Now, he, now this could bite me back in the ass three years from now, but <laughs> as it currently stands... You he just said he's not guaranteed that. That's he's fine. not that's guaranteed fair. that, right? So eventually Absolutely. Tom Brady is going to retire in the next couple of years. Like, that's just... The nigga ain't playing till he fits. Okay, so here's, okay, so here's the next question. Okay. Is anything to be taken oh, away from Tom? Is anything to be taken away from Tom Brady if the, if he loses this Sunday? No shame in it, none whatsoever, nothing. Bro, no matter, no. Listen, if Tom Brady uh, wets the bed, if if Tom Brady wets the bed on Sunday, 
No one's going to take anything away from him. They're going to be like, like man, you got to the Super Bowl with a whole other team. That's ne- You know what I'm saying? Bro, That's I, never guard, I feel like I'd be on different planets because I feel like it's a gazillion people in this world waiting on him to lose to come out of the woodworks to trash and tarnish his of name. Of course, bro. You I mean, bro, it's, just you ain't, it's, just people, it's just people who hate on him. but have haters, bro. That's just... That's just the world just being, you know, want to go against something. If if they win, I guarantee you, it'll not be everybody in their mama swerving down. Tom Brady had nothing to do with it. Not everybody, no, not everybody. You, I'm you're sorry, I'm like, sorry, everybody. I'm not everybody, just Christian. No, I'm not. I, I'm not going <laughs> to say that. I'm not. I'm not going to say that if he if he goes, you know, three touchdowns, zero picks. No, I'm not going to say that. But if he has a game like he did last last week, and they give him the MVP, I'm gonna say well, he probably didn't deserve it. That's fair. I'm gonna tell you what: if he have a game like he did last week, his ass will be losing. Yeah, you can mark that down. Okay, all right. Th- I got all these hypotheticals because uh, the exactly. game could go so many different ways. What if Tom Brady played like he did against the uh, Packers and still won the Super Bowl? How not gonna do There's a chance. That's not gonna happen. There's not a chance. Is. That All right. right. What now. if? What if? What if? What if Patrick Mahomes? You get Patrick Mahomes the ball the back on his side of the field after a pick, brother. Points is coming out of that drive. What if Patrick Mahomes wins the bag? What if Patrick Mahomes Isaac, Isaac, Isaac. I want to let you know this. Brady threw two picks last last time. They held them to twenty seven points. They said held them to twenty seven points. You said held them. I'm, I'm... That's a lot. Yeah, you know, that is, that's you not a lot with the Chiefs. Points. That's three touchdowns. Bro, that's not a lot to the Chiefs. That's not a lot to the Chiefs. No. Compared to playing Tom Brady, if, that's if you still tell, a lot to if, 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 if you said, if you told somebody, hey, the Chiefs only, the Chiefs scored 27 points. You don't even say the Chiefs scored 27. You said they only scored 27 because you expect hey, them to go 30 plus every time. Hey, um, question. Uh, no, how many times Green Bay had the ball in their possession? Once you say Tom Brady, I'm good. Once you say Tom Brady, I'm like, oh, shit, they did pretty good against the Tom Brady team. Hey, hey, uh, it all so depends I just, on how they bring the ball. I just got, like, I just got one question. Bro. Okay. You have, you have my, one question. My one, I'm about to say, question. my question is, <laughs> how many you going to stop lying to I think the one question you got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro. So, like, is it not Aaron Rodgers' fault at all that he – didn't find a way to score with those turnovers his defense card. No. Not saying it's all his fault, but yeah, he had some partial blame in that. I think we went over that last year. I won't get caught up into your trap of an argument. I'll say is this as a head coach, Matt LaFleur, you gotta know who the fuck you're giving the ball back to. Bro. We cannot we we cannot Kick. And you, you fucked up for that. But anyway, you wrong. Uh, I have to, I have to fuck around because you did it. I have to fuck around. I gotta give the people what they want, man. I have to agree with Christian, bro. It is, it is not on Aaron Rodgers whatsoever because um, Aaron Rodgers missed the the pass before that to the end zone. 
discredited, but he was supposed to get another whack at it. Exactly. With no questions asked. No questions asked from anybody, not even but the the one quick the one person who scratched his head on it and went for a field goal is Matt. his goddamn coach, bro. So it's like why everybody yeah. in the world know that why? you can't give Brady the fucking ball that back you, thinking that no, he but ain't. Honestly, gonna... and then on on the flip side of that, as far as coaching goes, on the flip side, bro, if they don't get get the ball on your eight, if you don't go for, if you go for that and don't make it. Tampa Bay starts the down on the eight instead of you giving Tom Brady the ball at what the 25, and then all you got to do is get two first downs. I would trust my defense on my eight versus trusting my defense on a kickoff to get a flight. Come on, man, stop that, bro. It's like that's better than a punt if you got it on your eight, bro. Yeah, that's only, that's only, that's only, that's not to lose. He was playing too conservative with too many. I guess he had too much. I don't even know if he had that much faith in his defense. Granted, yes, the defense did force three picks, so he's probably thinking, man, we can turn them over, but be realistic. This is the AFC champ, excuse me, NFC championship. I'm just so used to Brady being in the AFC. It's the NFC championship game. And you finna fucking get a ball back to Tom Brady with a five point lead, knowing we need a touchdown. Yeah, but like no, I'm not finna bro. no. Bro, no. I, I, I said, I said, you gotta I, drop I, your I, nuts I, and win the game. Yeah, You're not gonna I just said, give it to you. You gotta take it. I said this last week, and I'll repeat it. His confidence wasn't necessarily in his defense. He had a lack of confidence in his offense. They were at the eight, three plays in a row. Zero. The ball was placed in Aaron Rodgers' hand. Zero. So the ball was placed in his hand no, no, three no, no, times. No, he missed, he missed that mean. touchdown pass. He yeah. could have ran it. Yeah. Okay, he okay, shouldn't even throw it. He should have ran. But he, he's not a running quarterback. He's he been in the red zone all day. Aaron Rodgers is not a running quarterback. He's not mobile He's He's very mobile, but his first – his first instinct isn't to run. That's what he know what I'm fucking saying. But he is mobile. Can he run and be extremely effective? Let's count double check. And that note, I am the He's not more mobile than Josh Allen. I'm sorry. I'll take that back. Hey, all right, man. That's it for your Super Bowl episode antics. We hope y'all learned something with Coach Johnson breaking down the plays. Um, he picked Tom Brady. Well, no, he didn't pick Tom Brady. He picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Exactly. Um, we have him on paper picking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I swear for God, if they lose this game, and Christian tries to word his way around saying that's why he thought the Chiefs was going to win, that nigga will not be on this podcast anymore. <laughs> Bro, I never do that. I'm leaving. <laughs> Yo, man, this is the Respect the Game podcast, man. Again, hey, like, hey, 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 hold on. Before you sign off, before you sign off, and print. <laughs> I did give keys to the Chiefs winning. I gave, See, bro. I gave good night. Good night. No, no fuck that. And print. No, Beautiful guys. I don't mind. Hey, bro. Whoa. Gave a roadmap. No, you know. I don't want to hear that shit. You stand on one side of the field. Man, this fool do this every week. We already know who he is, man. He just did yeah, it one side of the before we hey, You don't speak of the Chiefs next week if they win the Super Bowl. You speak nothing of them. Don't you do it.
because I will be on you like you speak nothing of the Chiefs. Telling you, if they win, I gave a roadmap. If they do everything yeah, I said on the roadmap, look, 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 see, look, yeah. see, look, see, look, see, look. You, you see what he, you, you see. I see it. I see. Okay. I see. All right. All right. I'm not gonna get into it though. Oh man, I love it. Because you think you slick. You sound smart to somebody dumb. And then, and then worse than a smart dumb nigga. I'm the dumb. You sound smart to somebody who's dumb. And guess who is? Hey man. Thank y'all so much for listening. You picking Tom Brady, but you really wanted to go with the Chiefs, so I'm gonna let you have it. Can you try to type see Chris and do? Well, you know, I really got Bucks winning this, but I can definitely. Bro, I'm picking the Buccaneers. Hey, Isaac, everyone out there, Isaac, that is the point. But I can see. But I can see. see. Win it. No, I can't see. There's a way that they can win, but I'm picking the Bucks. All right, bro. We got. How 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 was that controversial? I gave a way that they can win. If they win, it's not a surprise if they do the things I said. All right, bro. Hey, yo. But I think the Bucks, because I think the Bucks would be more effective doing what I said they would do. What you're saying is the Chiefs will not execute, and the Bucks will execute more. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. There's no doubt on them. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's why people thank, thank y'all so much for listening to the Respect the Game podcast. Uh, I hope y'all fans by now. If this is your first time listening, please come back and listen to us. Um, yeah, man, go back and check out some of our uh, past episodes. We get better with time. This episode 15, seems like we've been doing this for a minute now. Um, million views are on the way. Uh, yeah, man, I'm at follow at for all your sports coverage. Uh, you can catch Coach Johnson not making a decision out on Twitter at Quasimodo. Uh, <laughs> sarcastic comments make sure uh when you get done watching this podcast go immediately over to talk and smoke uh podcast of black peace uh you can get that on apple you can get that uh off your mama phone you can get that on spotify uh and instagram facebook and all that good stuff so make sure talk and smoke is the other podcast you need to be listening to um it's the cousin, uh, well, no, it's the like, yeah, it's the brother of this podcast, or oh, sister, sister, uh, as they would say. Uh, I, I, then, <laughs> then after, after, after you do that, make sure you are also following Sean Hart Izzo. I guarantee you, if you go follow him, your, your screen will get brighter. Uh, that's facts, no lies. Then after you do that, make sure you go follow at Sedacious and at Live the Rapper. Um, so yeah. we're doing big things. Uh, we I mean, we regular people like y'all. We're trying to learn the game. We're trying to enhance and, you know, enhance our life and do better in our life just like y'all. Um, so keep listening to us, man. Um, yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Don't take it for granted as always. Catch y'all next week after the Super Bowl. And we'll see if Coach Johnson was right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs>